Good morning and welcome to another episode of Sweetness and Light. I'm one of your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Justy, along with... Another one of your hosts, Eric. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Justy? It's been a little while. Uh, for uh, viewers who don't know, uh, Justy took off uh, last week unexpectedly because of the Turks and Caicos. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. You know, I got to tell you, um, first and foremost, great seeing you again. It's weird when having the kids home for summer is beyond exhausting, especially now that they're not little, little kids. You know, they're all six, nine, and 12, almost actually Seth is now 13. So it's like, you know, they take up a lot of bandwidth. They take up a lot of time and a lot of space. And so last week, my schedule was just shot. And they were so excited about going to Turks and Caicos that they were just, I don't want to use the word obnoxious in the house, but they were totally obnoxious. And so I was not able to record because of all the crap going on. However, they are there now. I wish I was there. They keep sending pictures. It looks amazing. Um, but yes, we're back and we're back at it, my friend. And as we've talked about before, I mean, Turks and Caicos uh, could, uh, you know, it could eventually be Canadian. It could be, uh, unlike you Americans, we're not, you know, we're not uh, empire building uh, colonialists, but um, but they keep on asking to be part of Canada. Well, according to what Kelly's finding down there, uh, you should totally take them up on that. Really? <laughs> she said it's amazing and uh just unbelievable. She said of all the Caribbean islands she's been to, and she's been to a lot, this is by far her favorite. Wow. Far. Wow. That is saying a lot. So from now on, when we talk about T's and C's, it won't be about terms and conditions anymore. Oh, no. It's Turks and Caicos, baby. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, In fact, maybe that's what we should change all of our contracts to. We're gonna, we want you to read our terms and <laughs> Turks and Caicos first, and then our other T and C's. I like that. What do you think? I think, I think we may be onto something that, that is possible few people have, uh, have thought about before. <laughs> Maybe with good reason, but we can find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this could be a poll for uh, our listeners. Uh, folks on the on the Facebook page, just let us know if uh, you think that from now on, T's and C's should primarily be Turks and Caicos. Uh, I'm going to put a prediction out there, and I'm going to say it's going to be a probably 80-20 split in favor. So let's see what happens. All right, all right. We should uh, We should get the T's and C's written up on that to start it off then. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, so... How have you been? You know, pretty good because, um, you know, we talk about Canada and being international. We just went through that two-week period, that fortnight that happens every week that or every year that uh, the, the three countries I've lived in all celebrate their national holidays. That's right. That's unbelievably cool. So it's cool. a big – yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of celebration, a lot of, you know – a lot of nations, a lot of nations that have happen to have challenges right now, but that's that's every nation in the world. And uh, you know, for those who like, oh, I can't celebrate because um, because of our challenges. Well, there's always challenges. Let's overcome. Let's let's address them and overcome them. Now I have to ask because of L.A. Obviously, there's you know quite a bit of French out there, not as much as the East Coast. But it, it, do you guys do you have other people you celebrate Canada Day with or? Okay, okay. Well, I'm a little confused. You're saying because there's a lot of French out here. Well, because, you know, it was the other country you're referring to is France. So it was yes, France, yes. England. But you're saying because there's lots of France, should I switch? Should I celebrate Canada Day or because? No, no, because there's anyway. No, I messed up there. What I was saying is there's French. So I figure there's definitely people out there celebrating Bastille Day and everything else celebrations. But for Canada Day, I know there's a lot of Canadians out there, too. Do you guys get together and celebrate or how did many you do years, it this year? Many years. This year, this year, uh, not it was a little low key, but uh, many years go out and celebrate the uh, the big Canada Day. In fact, uh this year, I went out to um, uh, the day after Canada Day and two, and two days before America Day, went out to uh, the Hollywood Bowl and saw your boys 
Steve Martin and Martin Short do a little show um, before fireworks, you know, which which were meant for the U.S., but I, I took them for both holidays. Now, how I have to ask you, because I've, I, the, that's a duo that I know has been touring for a while. I love Only Murders in the Building. I think they're two of the best comedic talents out there. How, that have ever how been were a, they? That have, that have ever been out there. Well, they're hysterical yeah. and funny and, and smart, you know, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that really define, like, you know, I mean, um, yeah, they're, they're both very talented and, uh, um, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, they, they talk up the fact that um, Martin's 72 and Steve is 77, but they're still very fresh and they're still very pointed. Like, I mean, it's just like. Uh, Hang on real quick. Martin is 77? I had no idea. Well, when you say Martin, do you mean Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Yeah, okay. Because the other guy, you know, Martin Short. Yeah, Martin, Martin Short. Yeah. So when I say Martin, I mean Martin Short. Oh, wait. Martin Short is older than Steve Martin? No, Martin Short is 70. I said Martin is 72. Steve is 77. All right. Maybe I misheard that. All right. Anyway, that's what I thought, because I thought for sure that Martin was definitely younger. Okay. Yes. Although Steve, for his age, I got to tell you, it looks pretty good. Although they're making jokes about the fact that, um, you know, Steve's hair was so prematurely gray from a from an early age. Uh, um, Martin was saying, you know, he looked like he was 77 when he was in his 20s. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I read his uh, biography and it was very funny that or his autobiography. It was so funny because he says that the minute he started working at Disney, his hair changed and it never went back. <laughs> like once he was, you know, working at Disney, he said literally that day he started, he started noticing that it was white and it never went back. So I don't know if he, you know, if it's a Disney thing or, or what, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a great book, by the way. I mean, uh, Born Standing Up, Steve's uh, memoir. Uh, fantastic for anyone who's in comedy or not. And I mean, well, I, the amazing thing about Steve Martin story. is, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I was watching a, you know, David Letterman's show when he was interviewing uh, Ellen, you know, the uh, and um, and they walked by a picture of uh, of Steve with Ellen in in the backstage at Ellen's, and uh, uh, David's like. Um, this guy is a genius. Like they point, you know, they walk by a whole bunch of people. Then, you know, which, which he is, you know, by any by any standard, comedy Absolutely. or intellectual, you know. And uh, um, although Ellen turns and doesn't decide to camera and goes, I think this guy might be too. Speaking about, uh, about, <laughs> about Letterman, oh, you know, nice. yeah, well, yeah. and and, and probably true too. I mean, I think they're two of the smartest guys who've ever been in comedy, as well as two of the most uh, hysterical guys. I would say though that. From my perspective, I think Steve Martin has aged more gracefully. I think that um, I think he's he's maintained his humor much more. Well, David's a little cantankerous. Yeah, he's very not a little. He's incredibly. I mean, the minute he grew that beard and everything else, David is is totally cantankerous. Like, but he's always been. You know, he's always been a curmudgeon, even when he was he was very young. But. Uh, um... Uh, but he's gotten he's got he's gotten cranky over the years. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, not only that, like I think I remember him smiling. He doesn't even smile anymore. Like if you watch his Netflix show, I think the beard covers it a lot because it's so thick. But I'm fairly certain he doesn't even smile anymore. It's very because I grew up on that show. I used to love the Letterman show. Like I thought he was so great. I loved his guests. And I don't know what happened after he retired, but he, to your point, I'm going to use the exact word you did because it nailed it. Curmudgeon. Absolutely. He's almost lot, like that hermit that get away from my cave, you know, <laughs> a lot of C, a lot of C words you're using today. And in, in, uh, so curmudgeon, cantankerous, cranky, but not the C word. 
DC were? Canada? Uh, there we go. Absolutely. But I, I, actually, that's not true because I did use that C word. No, I mean the other one, which uh, I'd rather not speak out loud, but I will tell you that I did call someone that last week. <laughs> wow. Wow. People don't approach, well, in, in the UK, you can do that, but you, weren't in, you, you weren't in the UK. I don't remember why you can do it in the UK, honestly. They use that word all the time. Just, uh, you know, it's... It, uh, you're a yeah. trifling cunt. Yes, I agree. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Now, now you're saying it. Okay. Well, because I was pretending I was British. I was not American when oh, I said that. Oh, that was an American? That was a British accent? <laughs> okay. I almost well, went Australian and almost went like, crikey, you're being a cunt. <laughs> there's so many there's so many British accents, and, you know, and and uh, and not that difficult to do a lot. And and what you did was not, not any. And I missed all of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And not even gracefully. I no. um, it, It's very interesting because our next-door neighbor – Yesterday, we have this text chain going back and forth, and he's from Britain, and he was posting today. It's 102 in London. Yeah, and, and it's particularly bad for them, I guess, because they don't have air conditioning. That's what it, all the talk's been. Because Brutal. Yeah, so so people are, you know, people are dro dropping like uh, metaphorical bugs of different kinds. It's weird. This is the one time with their huge Indian population, they're going, you know what? What are you guys complaining about? <laughs> Wow. So okay. So fine. So okay. So the minority has a leg up right now. That's that's good. Well, I mean, think about it. If you were Indian and you come, I mean, India. Everyone that's from there usually complains about how hot and humid it is. But imagine, you know, now in, you know, in England, it's just the same. They're like, oh, it's just like home. This is the time for the revolution. Bor <laughs> Boris is out. The, uh, the the UK is in turmoil. Brexit is is even more embarrassing than anything happening in America, and it's super hot. The Indian. It's time for the Indian uprising. I got. You said something there, though. I'm going to challenge you on slightly here because I'm not so sure Brexit is as embarrassing as things going on here. I mean, we can't well, even Brexit, pass Brexit, Brexit. They did it themselves, though. I mean, there was no re like the UK. The UK had you know London had spent decades positioning itself as you know as a, as a cultural center, but also the financial capital of the world, and oh, then yeah. they just throw it away. So <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's more embarrassing. I mean, the things okay. happening in the U.S. are embarrassing, but it wasn't people, you know, rightly or wrongly, people didn't understand the consequences of their action and, and, and actions. And, and um, you know, some people end up being worse in their roles, much worse than people could have even imagined. Whereas Brexit had a 100 percent chance of wrecking the 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 british uh, standing in the world of taking it out of the world's largest trading block and uh uh you know that that was the point of it so the whole point was like that that was not the point of say the last president you know what happened is what happened but um and people should have predicted some of the things were going to happen but not to the extent they did whereas brexit not only was it predictable it was the point so it's much more embarrassing all right fair enough and what I mean, because the vote happened what five years ago, four years ago, something like that. No, but just before, just before your your, your president Trump became was was elected. So okay, that, I knew it was know, a long time ago. So yeah, yeah, like six years. That's insane. Yeah. Not so bad. and they did it themselves. <laughs> Supposedly, although people question whether this is true or not, the, the night of the of the vote, when you know passing, the most searched term in the UK on Google was, or the most searched query was, what is the European Union? <laughs> One, just I shows remember reading that. I forgot. But two, yeah, they they ask that after they vote to get out of it. Now I'm going to change gears here for a sec because I've I've wanted to talk to you about this for a little while here, and it's this this movie 
blew my mind. It, to me, it was the best movie I've seen this year, and I'm dying to get your take. I know you're going to have a the other movie, the Everything Everywhere All at Once, is like your favorite, but I think this I'm, one is going to be true. But which one of them, right? So this well, wait, one, wait, I just, wait, wait, just before you say anything, and before you drop any spoilers for it. Um, no, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is fantastic, but it's not my favorite movie of the year by any means. Okay. Um, so I saw this movie, before I drop what it is, blew my mind. I went in with high expectations. It blew it out of the water. If you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it more highly. Gone in the, the night. unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I'm going to take it a step further. I mean, literally, I would say it's flawless. Like, and well, the best part is... I mean, it, it never takes itself seriously. It, it narrates what it's about to do, which I think is hilarious. You know, like we need to have a massive action sequence in this movie. And they, the way they do it and Pedro Pascal. And I mean, I'd it was a fan. I watched it twice. I loved it that much. In theaters. No. Oh, well, that, is, that it doesn't even count as seeing it. Uh, we can disagree. I, the only reason I give myself a pass is that uh, with three kids home this summer and none of them wanting to see it and hard to get out, I give myself a pass there okay. because normally I would, but yes. Because I saw everything everywhere all at once, twice in theaters in the same week. And I have still yet to see it. However, I am supposed to go on Thursday. Wow. Okay. Well, that's crazy that you haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, now you're making your pronouncements without even having seen it. That said, it's not my favorite movie of the year. I think it's fantastic, obviously. And I think it's, you know, it's groundbreaking. But, um, you know, coming on the success of the, of the Daniels previous film, uh, Swiss Army Man, which you love with the, the, the flatulent corpse. Um, no, I would, my, my favorite film of the year is Petite Maman, uh, which is incredibly like, yeah. And I also think Happening is uh, outstanding. Both happen to be French, but... Uh, oh, so I've heard about Happening a little bit. They, really? I've been reading about it. Well, yeah, because I've been oh, reading some of the of trades. everything going on. Yeah, and everything going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's astonishing. It's amazing anyone had the, the guts to make that movie. Wow. Okay. Um, I've never seen any of the, the lead act actress's performances. Um, something to behold. I mean, it's... Um, why? What, yeah, I mean, honestly, what makes it so good? It's just such a real, honest depiction of you know the subject matter, and it's um, you know without without being political, without taking any kind of sides. It's just real and honest, and and graphically so. Uh, it's not yeah, it's not an easy to watch movie, um, but it is so real, and it just throws you know all a lot of the questions that. Uh, and pronouncements and and biases people have up in the air because it's just this is what it's like and this is what it was like in that era. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. So, highly, I can't recommend either of them more highly. And Petite Maman is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Now we had talked about that previously on the show, so I know that we kind of talked in detail about three four episodes ago about Petite Maman. But what made that movie? Because I don't are you remember what. Lemon, like it's petite maman, like little mother. Are you saying petite lemon, like little little lemon? I don't know. I don't speak French. <laughs> Maybe it's little lemon. Maybe it's little mom. I don't know. Is it? You know? Is it? Well, it's little mom, like you have a little mom. Babushka. Yes. As Justy is proud of saying, he 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 comes from a from a family of dwarves. You're you're like a Lord of the Rings character. Uh, in many ways, my mom is. Uh, when we were in. Uh, 
Alaska, my brother did bring up the point again because they had to give. We were going on a shipping vessel to go get halibut, and they had to oh, ask man, for she wasn't, in, she wasn't tall enough to get on the on the boat. Well, almost seriously, she almost wasn't, and almost didn't what? weigh enough. What? Because because the Bering Sea is so rough, you have to be like. They want a certain. Uh, you need wow. to be a certain height and a certain weight to be able to do it. And so, it's too bad my, it wasn't my, still the land bridge there because then she could have just walked across. It would have been way too cold for me back then, anyway. So yeah, we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But um, it was funny because my brother was playing a joke in her and said that she was four two and three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he filled out the paperwork online, so we get a call the night before, and <laughs> uh, and they're like. Uh, I get a call on my cell phone and they're like, uh, Mr. Proust, we noticed you have someone on your, your docket here. That's can they walk? And I'm like, what do you mean? Can they walk? <laughs> I don't even know if she knows this story. I can't wait till she hears this. So anyways, that's very funny. Uh, on C's part. So, okay. Props to props to him because uh, he's, he's not- got a good sense of humor. He doesn't do it a lot, but when he does it, it's pretty, it's pretty epic. Well, and usually it's star Wars related, right? Uh, let's not go down that road. Um, I showed someone pictures yes. from the Star Wars portion of his wedding. So just briefly to remind listeners, uh, Justy's brother, Steve, when he got married under weird circumstances and after Justy had almost broken up the family at Thanksgiving um, and, uh, and, and Lexi's <sighs> grandfather, the first words they ever said to Justy were, you, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> and then stormed out, never to be seen again. Um, they uh, they 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 got engaged that night, and um, and Steve and Lexi told the, their respective parents they wanted a Star Wars wedding, which uh, which of course all the parents wisely vetoed, and uh, and then they did it anyway. Well, they had they had a real on. they had a real wedding, but post ceremony they had a secret Jedi ceremony, which which I assume they think is the only binding contract between them i assume they think the other thing is just earth customs but the jedi wedding is the legitimate part well it's universal literally um i will add one point to what you said though parents didn't veto it my parents did hers thought it was fantastic and they thought and i don't remember this piece of it though that they wanted to add in a wiccan ceremony to make it even more official wow okay i didn't yes. know that that's yes uh, that's Her amazing parent- yeah, because her sister got married, got married in a pentagram. Oh my like, god! The year, <laughs> the year. And when I say been, my my god, I mean not not a god of, of of pentagrams. No, no. And anyways, I've been asking for these pictures for years, and of course, Lexi's reticent to give them to me. But I am I'm holding out hope that we can get okay, a copy absolutely. of these and, and yeah, reveal we'll- them together as we do the podcast because they are going to be all I know is that there were they got married in a pentagram and that everyone there was it, nude it wasn't it, well, i was going to say it's, i don't know it's if i want to i don't want to see i'm not sure i want to see that it's not full nude the men had to wear coverings down below and the women wore bodices that's all i know oh so they're bottomless but they're but they're covering their their chest i don't know again i, I don't want to until we see the pictures i don't know i do know that the men had to wear coverings below and the females wore bodices i don't know if they covered the uh South of the equator. So you're saying if one gender covers their genitals and the other doesn't, it's okay because you still can't really mate that way. Um, of all the people I've met on that on her side of the family, none of them should mate anyways. Um, they should have mass sterilization. <laughs> maybe that's what and, you, maybe that's what you said for, for Christmas. 
I, I'm not against doing that. I know that Lexi and I aren't tight already, but I think that would definitely put a nail in the coffin as you don't think we should reproduce. And I'd be very adamant to say absolutely not. But you don't mean that as an insult. You're just saying for the betterment of humankind. To protect humanity, 100%. Yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of which, um, uh, thanks to uh, my, my good friend Aaron, uh, our, our, our good friend Marika's best friend, um, I'm part of this writers group who, that uh, meets weekly uh, for in in pre-pandemic times, okay. uh, in a, in a room they have over the farmers market in L.A. in pandemic nice. times over Zoom, and you know I've, I've brought various pieces that uh, you know I've written um, recently and, and less recently, and uh, most recently last Thursday, part one of uh, Weekend in Paris. Oh my God! Did they love it? They did. They did. It was the same. In fact, the guy who was doing um, narration or stage directions, what we call it, narration in 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 the group, um, had to stop several times because he couldn't even read the narration. <laughs> Eric, we gotta. So we we have to get this made. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I've dumb. made a we're commitment. Dumb. We're, dumb. Like, we're dumb to to not have have made that happen yet. Like I mean, just oh, I for, totally agree. For, yeah, for our listeners who aren't aware, Justy and I wrote a, a screenplay. Not that long. That's timeless. But, yeah, that, but but long ago, that that being timeless makes it makes it extra special. That um, we took to to Paramount, and um, you know, it was getting a lot of traction there. In fact, we thought it was already sold in a done deal. So much so yeah. that we went out and had a celebratory dinner. Okay, so less oh, than a horrible story. And, and everybody, um, don't celebrate things that haven't happened yet, because it's both. Dumb and arrogant, but it also, I guess that's the ultimate example of jinxing yourself. We didn't get pushed out. The The woman who was shepherding the project at Paramount was fired, fired. And, and left town in disgrace. And um, and as a result, suddenly our project was up in the air. And at the same time, I had actually, you know, essentially had at the same level of sale another screenplay that they wanted to make into a Showtime movie. So it was just uh, that did not work out for us well. So. So let's correct that, you know. So, but anyway, we'll guess why. So, nor like most people in, in this group, you know, if they if they have features, you can bring ten pages or so. So, like I brought in, you know, contacts, the short and stuff, and and uh, some other short, as well as, you know, the first ten pages of Cover Girl, my TV pilot, and some other things. But I was in the middle of. Um, I, I, most people, if they're doing a feature, they bring in the entire feature over the course of several weeks. But I've I've hesitated to do that because I have so many things I want to share and get people's opinions on. Cool. Uh, however, I had brought in um, the Christmas goat or the greatest Christmas of all time, you know, the, <laughs> I see, which yes. also went over very well. So that uh, Bill and I wrote and uh, I was a couple weeks in that, but I stopped that and brought, you know, to, to interrupt it, to bring in weekend in Paris because last Thursday was Bastille day. Right. High five. And on that note, my friend, I want to say thank you. Another fantastic episode. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow and to our audience. Thank you. Well, yeah, because I'm waiting for whatever happens tomorrow. So um, now I'm getting the impression it could be uh, Lexi's family nude below the waist, given what our, the, the conversation was. Mm -hmm.